Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of January 13th, 2019. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week we have stories in all three sections, tech, games, and movies. First up is tech. Apple's HomePod comes out in China on January 18th. We start off our tech section with a few Apple stories, the first being about the HomePod. The HomePod will come out in China on January 18th and will also have support for Mandarin and Cantonese for Siri commands. It'll cost 2,799 RMB, which converts to about just over $400. A decent price increase compared to $350 it costs in the US. Not much to talk about here, but I'm thinking China might actually save the HomePod. In America, it's struggling due to price, especially against its competitors such as the Echo and Google Home that come in at a lot lower cost. There are not a lot of these in China, so there is less competition and support for both Chinese languages is also a very strong selling point. Apple released battery cases for iPhone XR, XS, and XS Max. Apple has finally gotten around to releasing their battery cases for the iPhone XR, XS, and XS Max. They come in both black and white and cost $130. The cases also have support for wireless charging, so if you want to wirelessly charge your phone, you don't have to take it out of the case. Also, if you are thinking about it, no, the battery case for the iPhone XS will not work with your iPhone X. The cases look slightly better than the older ones with the battery bump being at the bottom and not in the center, making it easier to hold and a little more easier on the eyes. I was thinking about getting one, but I absolutely have to see it in person first, especially if I'm going to drop $130 for it. Apple's battery replacement program might have gotten out of control. After the battery issue that Apple faced at the end of 2017, Apple announced that replacing a battery would only cost $29 for a year, a big discount, usually it'd be 70-80 bucks. Well, between that and the high prices of the new iPhones, people replaced their batteries way more often than the normal, and it turned out it was a lot more. John Gruber at Daring Fireball talked about how Apple usually expects to replace 1 to 2 million batteries per year. And last year, Apple replaced 11 million batteries. A huge increase. This does make sense as Apple cites a slowdown in China plus the battery replacement program as a reason for the slowdown in iPhone sales. Now, I'm not surprised that a lot of people replaced their battery because it makes sense, especially if people have been bitching about the new iPhone prices now for over a year, starting with the iPhone 10. If for 30 bucks you can get a new battery and make your phone last a few more months or even another year and wait until the new ones are out, it's a worthy investment. Really, to increase iPhone sales, Apple just simply needs to lower the price. That's it. The latest iPhones are some of the best ever made, and I know I've had an iPhone 3G, 4, 5, 6, 7 Plus, and now the 10s Max. So I know my iPhones, and I'll tell you this, the 10s Max is really great. It's up there. But it's just really expensive. And I didn't pay, you know, over $1,300 up front for it. I did through T-Mobile. I dropped two, dollars $300 and I'm paying the rest off. Like, I can't afford $1,300 on a phone. Not a lot of people can. Now, they don't need to make them dirt cheap. But if I was Apple, hypothetically, here's how I'd do it. The 10R starts at $600 to $650, works its way up. The iPhone XS starts at $750, $800, then goes up. And the XS Max starts at $850 to $900. Each phone gets a $100 to $150 price decrease and would bring it back to where the prices have been where the older models first came out. It's just my two cents. Latest update on Apple versus Qualcomm. So in the battle so in the battle between Apple and Qualcomm, I got an update for you guys, and it is from a testimony. So the latest iPhones used Intel modems instead of Qualcomm's, and a lot of people thought it was to move away from them because they were angry with them with the lawsuits and everything and blah, blah, blah. Turns out that might not be true. In a testimony to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, Apple CFO Jeff Williams said, quote, in the end, they would not support us or sell us chips, end quote. This was an interesting tidbit I wanted to share, as it shows that, at least here, Qualcomm are being the babies in refusing to sell. For Apple using Intel chips, they're fine until they want to go to the 5G, because as of now, Intel's 5G chips will not be ready until next year which apparently is also the earliest Apple will support 5G on the iPhone. Now I'm curious, is Apple waiting for Intel to have the 5G chips? Or if 
let's say, for example, they had access to Qualcomm's 5G chips this year, would they try and make this year's iPhone 5G compatible? Just something to think about. Tesla to cut 7% of workforce. In a company-wide email, Elon Musk announced that Tesla would be cutting 7% of their workforce, which would be around 3,000 employees, all full-time. This comes after Tesla announced that they would be ending their customer referral program, both ways meant to cut down on costs. Now this comes a bit out of nowhere, since at least the image that Tesla has been selling is that they're finally getting somewhere with the Model 3, you know, companies moving on up, and then they do this. However, before people go into panic mode about the company, they did increase their workforce by 30% last year. So my take, it seems to be they grew too quickly last year and could not keep everyone. And to cut costs reasonably, they got to cut, let some people go. So I keep an eye on Tesla, but I wouldn't worry too much about it yet. Moving over to games, Sony is now allowing cross-platform play for Rocket League. Following Fortnite, Sony has now allowed Rocket League to play across platforms. With this, Rocket League players can now cross-play between PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. This is a good move, and I'm happy Sony is slowly opening up a bit more with cross-platform. With the way the gaming industry is at now, everything is moving up. Console sales, game sales, it's all breaking records left and right. So it's best to try and keep that going. With cross-platform play, it allows multiplayer games to last longer and keep gamers happy. Moving over to movies, another streaming service is coming, and this time it's from NBC. NBC Universal announced that they will launch their own streaming service sometime in 2020. According to CNBC, there will be multiple options available, from a free version that will be ad-supported for cable subscribers, and paid options for both with or without ads, which will be a bit on high end, starting at $12. What kind of content that will be on it remains to be seen. Uh, well, I'm not surprised Comcast, which owns NBC, wants to get in on a streaming wave. A lot of companies with a lot of content do. I guess what people have to worry about here is if NBC will not renew their contract with Netflix for The Office and take it back to put it there and force people to sign up to watch it. It sucks, but it's a good move, and it would be something I would consider if I ran Comcast. Netflix is raising prices in the United States. Netflix announced this week that they'll be raising prices for both current and new customers. The basic plan, or the non-HD plan, will go from $8 to $9. The HD plan will go from $11 to $13 per month, and the 4K plan will go from $14 to $16 per month. These prices take effect immediately for new customers, and current ones, it will happen over the next three months. So I'm not a fan of the price hike, but I understand why they need it. They're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on original content that, if they don't want to quickly fall more into debt, they have to raise the price to balance it out. Now, for what you're getting for the price still isn't bad. Like, you're, you're getting a lot of Netflix original content, good or bad. You're, the, Disney steal, the Disney deal is close to ending, but in the meantime, you still have hit Disney movies. You have the latest Star Wars movies. You have the latest Marvel movies. There's still original content. There's still good content there. But for me, anyway, if it keeps going up, I'll have to reconsider buying. Jumanji 3 keeps adding people. So Sony is still planning to have Jumanji 3 out by Christmas this year to go up against Star Wars Episode 9. Since we are getting closer to that, they are finishing up the casting and boy have they added some names. Besides the cast from Jumanji 2, they have now added Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. Now Sony has not said what kind of characters they will play, but I do have an idea. Hear me out here. So Jumanji 1 was a board game and in 2, the board game itself turned into a video game because it wanted people to play it. No one would play with the board game to turn into... Uh, like an old video game. So since Jumanji 2 happened in modern day, what if Jumanji became a mobile game, right? If it became a mobile game on an app store, people download it, they play a bit, they get sucked in. If you do that, you would have a lot more room for these characters as they would be the avatars for the people to play with. I think it's a decent way to fit them in without coming up with a completely stupid re reason. But what do you think? Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of What Happened. I hope you found something pretty interesting in here. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at TylerCallahan95 and the same handle for Instagram. Thank you for listening and see you next week.